Hello, and welcome to another edition, episode, if you will, of Marriage on a Tightrope. I'm Alan. I'm Katie. And we're still married. Katie, this is a wonderful interview. People always love it when we have delightful mental health experts. And this next episode that we are having with Dr. Jennifer Finlayson 5, dare I say she is one of the most delightful in the field of... What field is she in? What would you classify it as? Let's talk about sex, baby. She is kind of a sex expert for sure. So Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife is a relationship and sexuality educator and coach, as well as a licensed clinical professional counselor in Illinois with a PhD in counseling psychology from Boston College. She wrote her dissertation, I did not know this, on LDS women and sexuality and has taught college-level courses on human sexuality. She currently is teaching online a number of courses and live workshops to individuals and couples. We're going to hear about some of those in this uh, interview today. And is helping couples that are seeking to develop their capacity for deeper emotional and sexual intimacy. She is a frequent contributor on the subjects of sexuality, relationships, and spirituality to LDS-themed blogs, magazines, and podcasts, including... One that many of our listeners are familiar with, the Ask a Mormon Sex Therapist podcast series. Her husband and uh, Dr. Fife are the parents of three wonderful children and are both active members of the LDS Church. Are we allowed to have a non-mixed faith marriage guest on our podcast? We are when they are as fabulous as Jennifer. Agreed. And we are so excited to present this. It was just me and her, the ladies sitting down. No boys allowed. That's right, to talk about... Her resources. So if you haven't already, we have interviewed Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife twice on the on the podcast, and both times she's given great feedback to questions that you had. Uh, we really are now in the business of giving resources yes. to all of you. And she has some incredible resources. She herself teaches these workshop courses online, but we really wanted to focus on some of her retreats that she does. You know, I did a retreat in February and it was a, it was a hit, but they are very time intensive and sometimes they're really difficult to put together. And so I love shining a light on people who are also doing retreats, bringing women and men and couples together in a way that fills both authentic and allows them to be more honest with each other and open up and meet other people who are going through the same sorts of issues in their marriage. And this isn't just about uh, fixing problems. It's about building on the relationship and especially uh, when it comes to sexuality. So the exciting thing is that Dr. Fife has given us a code. So if you listen to this episode and you want to sign up for a workshop, if you want to sign up for a retreat coming up, we uh, would just want to point you in this direction as well as give you some information. Um, Her website is finlayson-fife.com. We will put it in the show notes and um, advertise that so that you can get to it easily. She has two, well, she's got multiple retreats coming up, but she has uh, consented to giving our listeners um, a pretty good discount if they sign up for these workshops. So the first one 
is in June, and it's June 9th through the 15th in Hillsboro, Oregon, and this is a two-part series retreat for couples. We will go into detail in the episode as I ask her about this, uh, and the code that she has given us is MOAT, so M-O-A-T, Marriage on a Tightrope, MOAT, and they'll give listeners $100 off for the partial week retreat ticket and $200 off for the full week retreat ticket. So use the code MOAT if you decide that you want to do that couple's retreat. The next three that are also coming up, there is the Art of Loving Retreat for Men, and that's September 5th through the 9th. There is the Art of Desire Women's Retreat, September 12th through the 16th. And then there is a couple's retreat in Spain, November 2nd to the 12th. (laughs) That sounds awesome. You guys, we talked about this. Alan and I served our missions in Spain. Turns out Dr. Fife as well did. And we are all in love with this, um, this country for a good reason. It's the food. It, let's be clear. It's the food. Now, Katie, you're actually going to attend one of these. Which one are you going to attend? Mm-hmm. Let me guess. The Art of Loving Retreat for Men. Is that the one you're going to attend? I don't think I'm allowed to go to the Men's Art of Loving. Right. I am allowed to go to the Art of Desire Women's Retreat. I will be there September 12th through the 16th. You know, any of you that want to join me, I would love to see you there as well. I think that it's going to be, I've heard just incredible, amazing things about it. And we could all use a little bit more sex in our lives. Um, <laughs> I'm going to quote you tonight <laughs> on that one. Okay. I'm all, it's literally I'll make sure to edit record. and reverse this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Missy. E. Okay. So if you would like to go to the Art of Loving Retreat for Men in Oregon, the Art of Desire Women's Retreat in Oregon, or the 2022 Couples Retreat in Spain, you can use the same code MOAT, M-O-A-T, for Marriage on a Tightrope, and it will give our listeners a mini course when they purchase it. So you're going to get, in addition to the retreat, a mini course for free, which is amazing. Love it. Anyway, this was a fun interview with Dr. Fife. She is just so freaking smart, and she has a gift with words. So hope you enjoy it. And now we would like to welcome Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife. Dr. Fife, thank you for being here. My pleasure. We're super excited to have you. We've had you on the podcast a couple of times, and those are some of our most popular episodes. I I know you have kind of a cult following of people mm-hmm. who love w- listening to you, watching you, and um, you have so many resources out there, including like your Instagram, and those are like some so many great places to get information. Um, Specifically, what we wanted to talk about today are the resources that couples and individuals can use to Mm. have a better grasp or understanding or something that will help their marriage. I would like to talk a little bit about all of the facets of what you do and Mm. specifically about the retreats. As you may know, Katie, I do these online courses that are for anyone kind of, well, they're really for any human being, but I I specifically talk to people who have grown up in LDS culture and theology 
to think about kind of how to understand how to be both more sexually whole and more internally whole to be capable of an intimate partnership. So it's the courses are really designed to help people along the path of their personal development, which is highly related to our capacity for intimacy. And so I talk about just in the work that I do, you know, anyone who listens to me on podcasts and so on has a sense of this, but I'm often talking about kind of ideas, framing that we have perhaps inherited that is actually sometimes limiting our capacity to be at peace with ourselves, to be at peace with our sexuality, and to be capable of an intimate partnership. They're, they're highly related. So I'm showing people what's getting them stuck and a new way of thinking about who they are, about partnership, about theology, about God, that opens up possibilities that often they couldn't even see as possibilities because the paradigm that they have been operating in is self-limiting. So I have all my online courses, which are a men's sexuality course, a women's sexuality course, and then two couples courses, um, a couples relationship course and a couples sexuality course. So I also, in addition, so that's the online option. It's self-paced. There's office hours. You can ask me questions, but you can get on and, and do this with your spouse or do it alone and go through these principles and, and learn about who you are and what, what is keeping you stuck in your life. The retreats um, that you brought up are basically, I have two different versions of retreats. One is in-person and more didactic. And by didactic, what I mean by that is, so for example, in June, we're having a couple's retreat. It is June 9th, 10th, and 11th is a relationship retreat. And then Sunday is off. And then that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So what would that be? 9th, 10th, 11th. Sorry, I'm just thinking the day. 13th through the 13th through the 15th. Thank you. That's the sexuality course. So a lot of couples are coming and doing the whole thing. We still have, I think, five five spots left. But so what it is, is you're sitting um, there and you get to go through this material with your spouse, away from your kids, away from the expectations of normal life, and learn not just from the principles not just from self-reflecting, because I have a lot of these exercises to help you think about what am I doing? How does this apply to me? How does this apply to us? But I do a lot of work with the couples themselves that want me to give them feedback. So people are learning from each other. And, and so I'm doing role plays with people. I'm giving, you know, kind of feedback. Like, I don't know if you've listened to Room for Two, where I'm working with couples, right? So I'll work with couples there that want that kind of feedback. And it's an environment where people can really immerse themselves in the principles, interact with me, digest some of these ideas with their spouse if they're on a couples retreat or with, you know, for example, I'm doing a women's art of desire retreat in September. Uh, or you can interact with other women, for example, there's a men's retreat as well. So it gives you the chance to kind of be immersed in it away from other things, see things in yourself in a different way, talk about it with other like-minded, amazing people. I don't know what it is about these retreats, but there's so many, I mean, people I just respect so much that are earnest and thoughtful and honest and trying to find a, um, a better way for themselves, a better way for their relationships. So it's, 
I've had people who've said to me, you know, I've done your courses. I've even had people who've worked with me one-on-one and they still said the retreats were the most pivotal for my life (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I think it's this putting this pause and then you have like three days or six days, depending on what you're doing or the couples retreat in Europe, which we also have that's 11 days. You, you are able to step in and attend to things that are much harder to do when you're just showing up for a coaching or therapy session once every week or two weeks. Those can be certainly valuable. I'm not certainly not saying that those don't have a place for people, but it's a there's something about taking a pause, reflecting in a new way, and and kind of uh, making um, decisions about how you want to operate differently, more courageously, more honestly in your life. So they're quite powerful experiences. And I, I have to say of all the things I do, it's probably what I love the most because I get to feel the people. In it. <laughs> like I get to feel who they are, interact with them both in the teaching, which I love to do, but also more in this kind of immediate coaching sense. And so there's a nice blend of those two elements that I love so much. Yeah. Oh, I, I, there's so many good nuggets in there. Uh, you know, one thing I, I think of too, is when you're doing a course online, I mean, we do a course with Natasha and, and, you know, you can go at your own pace and mm-hmm. then there's something about having, I think there's magic when you are like realizing I'm not in this alone, you know, yeah, you're kind of looking sure. at the other people and you're like, Oh, you know, we're all kind of going through this at the same time. And then, and then when you're together, it almost feels accelerated. <laughs> like yeah. all those things you put on the back burner and the things that you thought you would get to, um, yeah. are here now present that you can do yeah. and without any distraction, which there is absolutely huge value in that. Yeah. It's really quite powerful. We, we just got back from doing a, an 11 day uh, couples retreat in Northern Italy and Southern France. And it's that same thing. It's like people are more honest. So they're really becoming much close friends and they're sharing at a much more honest level. But then there's also this chance to learn things, but you're out in the countryside or you get to go on a walk. The one we're doing in Oregon is out in the hills of Oregon in these vineyards and it's just beautiful. And there's something about that you know, immersion plus ease. And and those two together are remarkably powerful. It's like immersion and intensity, but you also get to kind of go take in nature, take time for yourself. And I just love that because I really can literally watch people shifting from day one to day three, day six, day seven, depending on, or, or day 11, depending on what the retreat is, but you really can see it. And it's, it's so amazing to watch people really shift developmentally to a higher understanding of themselves and their relationships and their theology. It's really pretty cool to watch. Okay. So here's a question because, you know, we've got a mix of both people who have left the church as well as people who are in the church currently and they're anywhere on the spectrum, right? There's like nuance. So are these retreats, um, I guess the word would be safe for those who are maybe not believing in God anymore, or for Mm -hmm. those who are super active in the church? Mm -hmm. 
Well, nothing's safe because I'm there to challenge people. <laughs> so I'm not promising safety from discomfort. However, I'm not there to reinforce um, how to say it. What My goal is to help people live honestly and grow in, I often talk about spiritual development. I'm much less concerned about whether or not someone believes in the church than who they are. That's my goal of what kind of person are you? What kind of moral actor are you in the world? And one of the most powerful places to see that is in how you're in relationship to your partner or to yourself or to the most important people in your life. And so when I do work with couples, I actually think that, you know, couples work, I almost do no individual work. I usually am always working with couples because couples is an excellent elicitation window to understand how people are individually. And I care about people growing in their capacity to love and be loved, growing in their capacity to know and be known. And I see faith or belief or um, kind of the paradigm in which one operates as really important for whether or not it pushes you to live honestly, to love wholeheartedly uh, or not. So people can use belief in my view to pressure themselves or to justify themselves. People can use disbelief to pressure themselves to live better or to justify themselves. So I care about whether or not one is living courageously and honestly much more than how one kind of characterizes their belief. So it's by their fruits. It's what, who are you? How do you handle your disbelief? How do you handle your belief? Those things are what I care about and speak about a lot. So the long answer, the short answer of that long-winded response is that I work, you know, I have people that are in the church, out of the church, and even non-LDS people who, who feel helped and understood in these classes. Oh, that's excellent. I want to go to the, well, the June couples retreat, does that differ from the men's art of desire versus the women's art of desire? And in what way? Sure. Good. So yes, they're different. So the couples retreat, the first three days are the strengthening your relationship course content. That's to help couples look at the dynamics in their relationship. I talk a lot about the fact that when we're not getting what we want in our intimate relationships, we can do instinctive but destructive things. And we often do them unwittingly. Um, For example, we may get controlling. On the other side, if you have a controlling partner, you may be more yielding but resentful. And so those, that's, that's a dynamic among many different dynamics. A lot of times we're doing these things so instinctively that we can't see the pattern of anxiety management that's happening within the couple. So the course is designed to help people see how they handle who they are, how they handle what matters to them, how they handle their disappointments to see the destructiveness. And a a lot of times what couples do is they actually have a, a pattern that invites and reinforces the other person's destructive or immature side. And so when couples can see it and start to break it, they start to open up a stronger, more mature relationship. And so that's the focus of that first three days. Then Sunday people have off. um, And then 
the next section is the enhancing sexual intimacy course. And I'm really helping couples to understand that sexuality is a kind of communication. And so what is being communicated in the way you make love, in the way you have sex, what's happening in the way you touch or resist touch or invite and receive it. And a lot of times, again, people are doing these things without really seeing what's happening. If sex isn't happening readily, or you have someone who doesn't like it, there's often good reason that he or she doesn't like it. And oftentimes people can't see it until they start to really look at how they're showing up, who they are, what is the meaning they're negotiating as a couple. And so the, the, the material is helping people to start to see themselves more honestly and see how they're participating in the less desirable sex, which allows them to change something in themselves to create better sex, to create sex worth wanting. Mm-hmm. So that's the couple's um, retreat. And then, and people can attend the whole time or they can attend just one of those two. But then in the fall, I have the art of loving retreat, which is a men's retreat and the art of desire, which is a women's retreat. So those are self and sexual development retreats. And I'm for the men, you know, I'm looking at the inherited ideas around sexuality, what it is to be a man, what it means what inherited idea we have about what it means to be strong as a man and a lot of the received fears and anxieties about sexuality. And I'm just allowing people to take a look at what they have internalized and how it's been impacting them. And then I give them a new way to think about what it means to be strong, what it means to be masculine, what it means to be sexual and how one can better claim the best in oneself, the best in one's sexual uh, nature, and how to create, how to be more capable of loving and being loved, more at peace with one's sexuality, more internally aligned in this sense, because our ability to really be knowable and to know another person or to really let someone love us and love deeply has a lot to do with coming to an honest peace with who we are because otherwise we're always managing what the other knows we have a hard time you know we all say we want intimacy but a lot of us are quite terrified of intimacy because we're not sure we're worthy of love and so we mask who we are and then I do the same with the art of desire course which is helping women to understand a lot of these inherent ideas around selflessness and desirelessness and how that can really interfere with peace with one's sexual nature. And, you know, all, especially these two courses are very much about, it all is honestly, but I'm, I'm helping people see the paradigm of meaning they've been operating in. And then I break it down. I bust it apart. (laughs) Okay. And a lot of people are like going home like this. I don't mean going home. They're going back to their places and saying this retreat kind of sucks. Like, my life is a sham. Everything doesn't make sense. But my point is, I warn people up front, like this is going to be a little uncomfortable because to build something new, you have to take down the old. You have to look at what's been stopping you. But as people metabolize some of that and start seeing what they've been doing, it sets fertile ground to set up a new meaning frame around what it is to be whole, what it is to be human, what it is to be strong, what it is what sexuality can be, Hmm. what partnership can be. And so it's a transformative process that has moments of 
of discomfort, but all meaningful growth has that. And I'm, I'm helping people see the path towards a new possibility. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think too, like, as we evolve in our marriage, there's also some evolving that happens just like personally, whether, and, and a lot in, you know, you can see this in um, mixed faith marriage where suddenly one doesn't believe the same way um, that they used to. And so there's some sexual freedom there. And for others, it's, it's um, terrifying to see their spouse going through this sexual transformation and, and they feel stuck like, wait, I'm not there. Yeah. Yeah. How do I get there? And even like, I'm, I mean, I just, I'm 41 and I'm entering this new phase where I'm like, wow, I have a higher libido than I did in my twenties. What's going on? You know, what's going on with me? And I, and I just feel like, oh gosh, there is just, it's so fully loaded for some people. It is absolutely. And, And so, yeah, well, first of all, many women, when they kind of hit their forties and even fifties, <laughs> you know, what I, they're oftentimes early on are much more concerned about their appearance and whether or not how other people feel about them or whether or not sexuality is okay. And what often happens is as we grow and mature, a lot of us think the best sex happens in our twenties. That's just simply not true because what happens is as you grow in your peace with yourself, you know, that you don't have anything to hide. You are okay with your sexuality. You're okay with being a sexual being. You're okay with pleasure. You're okay with being knowable. You, you can have such better sex because it's much more soulful. It's much more intimate. It's much freer. It's not pretending, masking, apologizing for anything. And that kind of interpersonal and intrapersonal freedom is what heaven is, in my opinion. It, you know, a lot of times we have the idea that to be good, we have to kind of live in this constricted, non-sexual, fearful way. And that's early spiritual development. That's early, early religious thinking. There's value often in the structure of the beginning, but to really grow line upon line into stronger people, there is a profound freedom that comes through a kind of acceptance that has also a moral anchor. And so oftentimes the challenge is how do I hold a moral anchor without getting moralistic, being weighed down, but how do I also have freedom without becoming so devoid of a morality or an anchor or a kind of sense of what I want to create that I don't destroy my life in the other way either, because we can, if we're too moralistic, we're dead. And if we become devoid of a kind of moral position and framing of who we want to be that also will destroy us and so it's finding this beautiful balance between anchor and wave between moral position and freedom that are highly related to one another and my work is often about helping people understand that through a kind of honest deeply responsible self-development when we're early in our development, we're looking outside of ourselves for what's right, what's wrong. We can't do it any other way. It's how it always starts. But as you grow in your moral capacity you and your relational capacity, you're internalizing a deeper morality 
that shapes who you are, but also liberates you at the same time. Mm. Oh, I love that. Okay. I, I want to mention this other trip because this is the one that Alan and I would choose to go. We both served our missions in Spain and oh, you did. Yeah. And now oh my I'm gosh, like, so did I. Oh, you, which one? I was in Sevilla at the time. Now it's Malaga. Was Malaga. Where were you? Barcelona. We were both. In Barcelona. Oh, I love Barcelona. I do too. Oh, well, beautiful. okay. That makes a lot of sense as yeah. to why you would ch- you would pick a couple's trip to Spain. So like, tell us how, how that's oh. planned. And I mean, so many. Oh my details. gosh. Okay. It's amazing. I, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I hate to brag, but these trips are crazy amazing. So <laughs> we just got back from this one and it's just amazing. Okay. I mean, because you have So first of all, the Europeans are Epicureans and they understand about the inherent spirituality that's linked to the sensual. They do a better job than we Puritanicals over here. Do you know, we're more afraid of the sensual, but the, but the, you know, the humanistic, the, the, what I should say is the Renaissance that many of these early thinkers and artists and so on were understanding that to celebrate God was to also celebrate the body. And so there's just amazing food, amazing art, amazing architecture that literally nurtures the soul while you're having your soul ripped out and challenged through the retreat. <laughs> I'm being a little, a little dramatic here, but, you know, but I am pushing couples to take an honest look at who they are, about their impact on one another, about how they've come to what, to the lot of the relational patterns they're in. And that can be challenging work, you know? So but there's just this wonderful balance between the two. So Barcelona, my husband and I and our kids, we traveled abroad for a year because my husband and I both work online. And so we spent a good month in Spain and I just love Barcelona. It's just probably my favorite city ever. I love the Sagrada Familia or the Familia Sagrada. can't remember. Sagrada Familia. You're right. Sagrada Familia. Okay. Same. And so anyway, the trip was, there's only I think four spots left. Like if anybody wants to get in there, they need to do it immediately because um, we barely even, we barely even say we're doing one and they fill up because they're just really that awesome. So, so we will start, I think three days and four days in Barcelona. And then we fly down to Cordoba, perhaps I think we're in Cordoba, Granada, Sevilla, and then some of these side towns from these amazing towns will be doing cooking paella we'll be making um our own mosaic tiles we will be learning to do the flamenco we'll be watching um this amazing flamenco dancing it's just so soulful and beautiful and i just love spain i I love it so much it's just an amazing country so so anyway you get to be in there have the, the vacation of your life plus the marriage transforming experience of your life. <laughs> and, and for those who don't get to go to Spain, there are going to be others um, next year as well. So we're getting some of those scheduled. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to say though, like Spain is magical. It's, it's Europe, but the people are just so warm and, are, and yes. the food is just so good. And the, so good. and the dancing. And I mean, there is, of course, Alan and I have such a special place in our heart yeah. and, and yep. I mean, it's, it is, that would be just incredible. And in November, it's still beautiful weather Yes, in the South. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you. Like, I love Spain. I love, I love the food in Italy and France, 
but in Spain, it's, it's amazing. The food, but especially Barcelona. I don't know what's going on there, but it's incredible. <laughs> oh, it is. We, I lived literally down the street from the Sagrada Familia for like oh. seven months. And I, anyway, I, I dream of going back. So maybe we will take one of those spots, but I, I know for sure that I will be at the women's art of desire. I do have some girlfriends that are going and I just can't recommend it enough. I, um, I recently, we had a retreat in February and there were a few women that came and I said, Oh, how do you know each other? And they said, we actually met at art of desire in Oregon and we became friends and we wanted to come to this retreat. And I thought like, what a cool bonding experience too. If, if you have couple friends or if you have guy friends and if you have women friends like to come to this. And the other thing I want to say is, you know, um, in our group, we have these like Marco Polo groups and, mm. and at the beginning they were pretty generally like for women, but all mm. of a sudden the men said, Hey, we want our own Marco Polo group. And then it kind of exploded. And mm. to me, it was really, uh, I, I don't know how, why I hadn't thought of it before. It was very, um, surprising and, it also was like amazing that the men wanted that connection yeah. just as much as women did. Yeah, absolutely. And a place to be where they could be honest, they could share their feelings without judgment. hundred yeah, percent. And, and this is, I see this men's art of desire as a place for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's art of loving, but don't worry. No art of loving, right. <laughs> art of loving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Men's art of loving women, art of desire, but absolutely. Uh, we have Facebook groups connected to our online courses. And so in the men's group, they're often sharing their experiences. They're challenging each other in the best sense. They're talking about, yes, I used to do that. And, you know, and you, you know, we're here to help or here to understand. So absolutely. And again, amazing men. They're, they're really awesome people that are willing to look honestly at themselves, change, improve, and support each other. And there's zero question that there is that need and desire for that kind of honest connection among men as much as among women. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Tell us how um, people can sign up. Where do they go? Sure. So just to go to our website, which is my last name, finlayson-fife.com. And on there, if you look under, um, I think it's retreats and workshops or workshops and retreats. You'll see the four events that we have. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five events that we have (laughs) lined up right now. So you can just get in there, learn more about it, sign up. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to think. The online courses are there too if you want to do that instead or learn more about them. And then I also do this Room for Two podcast, which is kind of the cheapest entry point where I'm working with couples around faith issues, sometimes mixed faith marriages, uh, where there's been infidelity, where there's been just normal challenges around desire differences. And so you get to listen in to me talking to real couples that are anonymous, meaning they've taken on pseudonyms, but you get to listen into these coaching sessions and how I apply these principles to real life situations. So that's also another way to interact with my content. And they are so helpful. I think, I mean, you, it's hard. I think sometimes people are like, I don't want to put myself out there and my story, but the people that do, it's really a benefit for the group. Yeah, it is. I mean, people are always so grateful. Like, thank you so much. Because I remember before I started the podcast, I was uh, hanging out with my brother and sister and my brother 
doesn't know I mean hasn't followed me believe it or not I can't believe it I'm so offended <laughs> so anyway I was like hey would you guys listen to these podcasts because I wanted to get a sense of which one I should put up first so we listened to one and my brother's like oh my gosh I relate to that couple so much so then I put on another one he's like oh no wait I really relate to that couple like that's I can see a lot of us in that put on the third one he's like no now this one I really relate to but the point is is that a lot of people say like they keep seeing themselves some aspect of themselves, their dynamic, their relationship um, through other people's stories. Because of course, we all are human after all. We all are capable of a lot of these same inclinations and challenges. But the more we can learn through the stories of others, not only the more we can see ourselves, but the more we can actually accept and love one another through this process of living life challenging as it is. Yeah, I there's so much shame surrounded by everyone's stories. And I love that bringing them to light really is just powerful. It's what people need. Yeah, it absolutely is. It is. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Marriage on a Tightrope. I am so excited to see you in Oregon in September for the Women's Art of Desire. I think it's gonna be excellent. If any of you have any questions you can um is there a place where they can email yeah you? office office at finlaysonfife.com and we have a couple of people there that will answer and get back to you with any details or information you need so, right yeah and check out her website it has the links to all the workshops the retreats um anything that you need but thank you so much for taking your time to be with us yeah my pleasure katie thank you 